You're listening to Success with Michael and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to transformation through communication and information with the dynamic duo, Michael and Faith Thomas. This I'm going to slow down just a little bit because I'm excited to just share and discuss this topic that we have for this evening. But I do want to slow down. We received some wonderful feedback and we love it when you guys give us feedback because we want to present these lessons and these sessions in the best way possible. But we received some feedback that we were going a little fast on the last session we had on the conference call. So I will say we, we do want to slow it down just a little bit this evening. So also, if you guys there may be a few things you may want to take a few notes tonight so I want to give you just about 30 seconds if you want to snatch up a a pen or pencil and some paper to take some notes that will be great we may be giving you guys a few principles that you may want to write down and maybe even bring them back because you know we can only go but so far on these conference calls but we go a lot more in depth when we meet face to face and we do have a face to face meeting coming up and that's this Saturday this Saturday March the 14th at 1 p.m., the same location we've been meeting at for some time, 660 West 5th Street in downtown Winston-Salem. All you have to do is come to the third floor, the Dudley Conference Room, and you'll find us um, in our session, our personal or self-development session. So I'll repeat that just one more time. We have our face-to-face meeting this Saturday where we're able to go into some of this subject matter and into these principles a lot more in depth and we really get great interaction from everybody. So you you really, if you're able to join us this Saturday at 1 p.m., the address is 660 West 5th Street, downtown Winston-Salem on the third floor, the Dudley Conference Room and Self-Development Sessions. All right, so let's go ahead and get started for this evening. I'll set the phone down here. Again, I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to be with you all. We are your facilitators, Michael and Faith Thomas. You know, one of the things that we like to do whenever we start these sessions out, you know, this is what we call a success group. It's a personal development and self-development group. For short, we call it a success group. And one of the things we like to start many of our meetings out with is defining the definition of success, because there's so many different definitions of success that we just want to come in agreement of what we consider to be success. Our working definition of success is this, the progressive realization of a worthy goal. So for those of you guys who haven't heard our working definition of success, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Again, we are trying to slow it down just a little bit because we were told by some participants that we were talking a little fast and they wanted to write a few things down. So I'll give you that definition one more time. For those of you who have been consistent in this group, I know you already have it. I know you already know it. So our working definition of success that we've adopted from Mr. Earl Nightingale is this success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal, the progressive realization of a worthy goal. And as I always say, one of the things I really love about that definition of success, because that means that we don't have to wait to a later date or sometime in the future to consider ourselves successful. That if you are actively pursuing and progressively going after your goals, then you are already successful. But what we come together in this think tank group, we come together so that we may obtain greater levels of success. 
So that's our ultimate goal is to obtain greater levels of success. And, you know, and I'll just say this when we get into the lesson for this evening, <laughs> a funny thing that I heard one of the mentors that I listened to um, concerning this subject by Mr. Bob Proctor. He told the story that he was visiting New York City one weekend and he said he happened to look up at one of the billboard signs. You know how they have all the electronic billboard signs. And he said he saw a sign that read this. And I thought it was quite interesting and funny. My Myself. The sign said the person with the most toys when he dies is still dead. <laughs> the person with the most toys when he dies is still dead. You know, you might say, well, well, that's kind of funny, but why did you give that that definition or that analogy? The reason I gave that because, you know, many times we look at success as so many things. Some people look at success as having a, a, a big house or driving a luxurious car or having millions or billions of dollars in the bank. And they say that that is successful. But we believe that success is when you obtain a worthy goal. That's real success. And, you know, and often we like to remind everybody that's in the group that it's not always about so much obtaining the goal, but it's really about who you have to become to obtain the goal. I'll say that one more time. It's not always about obtaining the goal, whatever it may be. Your goal may be to go back to school and receive your Ph.D. Your goal may be to live in a big, nice, luxurious home. Your goal may be to travel abroad, etc., but it's not so much about the goal or maybe your goal is to be an entrepreneur, to own, to be the CEO of your own company. It's not so much about the goal, but it's about who you have to become in order to obtain that goal. Because one thing that we know, no matter what you obtain and whatever goal you may um, obtain in this life, at the point of your death, everything that you possess, everything that you own, you have to leave it behind. But the one thing that you do not have to leave behind is the person that you become. Upon departure from this earth, you have to leave everything behind, but you never have to leave behind the person that you become. That's yours throughout eternity. So let's just give a real brief recap for those of you who've been listening to us. And we also some of these we don't always record, but sometimes we do. In our last session, we happened to record it. And in that session, we talked about principle number two and principle number seven. We talked about success principle number two, which was reveal who you really are. You know, in this day and time, you know, so many people are copycats. You know, have we really taken the time to consider and think about who am I really? You know, when you think about it, you know, some people, they have on Sean John's shirt, they have on Nike's hat, they have on Jordan shoes and they have on sharing around Chanel's bag, all these different personalities, all these different names. But in, in principle number two, we discuss revealing who you really are. And that was a great session. And if any of you guys are listening and you would like that session, you can always um, send us a text message that you would like that session and we'll send it right to you. And the number that you text is three, three, six. Three three zero one five zero zero. And if you're if you're taking notes, that's just a good phone number to have, because a lot of stuff that we discuss, we welcome you guys to reach out to us and communicate to us through text. If we say something or mention something that you would like or that you didn't get, feel free to reach out to us at that phone number. And again, that number is three, three, six, three, three, zero one five zero zero. So the last session, we combined principle number two, which was reveal who you really are. And we also combined principle number seven, which was connecting to yourself. 
principle number seven, connecting to yourself. And one of the things we said about principle number seven and connecting to yourself was this. <laughs> so many times we connect to many things, many people, we connect to people, places and things. But the most important person to connect to is to yourself. And so that was principle number seven. And so what we want to talk about tonight, tonight we want to go on a side journey. This is not in the book, but it's very um, relevant, or I should say it like this, it's very much a prerequisite to really walking in some of these principles that are in the book. Let me just give you an example. For instance, for those of you who do have a book, principle number six is reclaiming your dream. Just keep this in mind. Principle number six is reclaiming your dream. Principle number nine is exposure to great things. And principle number 10 is positioning yourself for greatness. And if you're you haven't heard any of these principles, don't worry. We continually um, repeat them. We go back over them and we're always improving and learning new things concerning these principles. You know, I once heard a wise man say, all you know is not all there is to be known. So no matter how much you know about any given subject, there's always more to learn concerning that subject. And one of the other principle was principle number 14, principle number 14, which was embrace change. In order to obtain success, it is impossible, I repeat, it is impossible to obtain success unless you master the art of embracing change. So having said that, when you think about all those principles, the side journey that we're going to take you on this evening is called the terror barrier. And one of the reasons we wanted to take this side journey is because really it's a prerequisite to all of these principles. Until you learn what the terror barrier is and you learn how to conquer the terror barriers in your life, you will not be able to conquer or to reclaim your dream. You won't be able to position yourself for great for greatness. You won't be able to embrace change until you first come to that place where you conquer what's called the terror barrier. Now, that might be a new term for some of you all. Um, the terror barrier is something I've been studying for since last year. And there's a gentleman by the name of Bob Proctor that introduced this principle to me. And I really, really like how he introduced this principle of the terror barrier. And you can just listen to the name of how it sounds, the terror barrier. I mean, without even knowing much about it, we already have a sense that in life, if you live just a little while, you probably face some things that you consider to be a terror barrier. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And I just want to let you guys know that Faith Thomas, she is with me this evening and she will be sharing briefly just to let you know a little bit about the terror barrier. For those of you who are taking notes, I'm going to fast forward and give you four phases of the terror barrier. So if you're taking notes and we won't be able to finish this, this is definitely going to be part one. We're barely going to touch the surface. But if you'll join us Saturday um, in our face to face meeting, we're going to dive further into this terror barrier. But if you're taking notes, the terror barrier has four phases. The first phase of the terror barrier is bondage. If you're taking notes, the first phase of the terror barrier is bondage. And what I want to say about bondage, it, it makes me think about the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, a lot of a lot of we deal with people of all faiths, but often we deal particularly in America and in North, and in North Carolina in what we consider to be the Bible Belt. 
we deal with a lot of Christians. And the thing with um, Christianity, Christianity is based on a principle in the Old Testament where a leader by the name of Moses, he led the people out of bondage of Egypt into into the land of we would say freedom. And one of the things that Dr. Miles Monroe said about um, this experience within the Christian walk is this. He said that many Christians, they are still they're They're still in bondage. They've never been free. They're not free. He said what they have been, they've been delivered. And you may have heard him say Dr. Miles Monroe said this. He said that deliverance is when you leave Egypt, but freedom is when Egypt leaves you. So it's really about a mindset and a mentality. I repeat that one more time. Deliverance is when you leave Egypt, but freedom is when Egypt leaves you, leaves your mind, leaves your mentality, leaves your conscience, leaves your cup, subconscious, leaves your entire life. That's when you really experience real freedom. So we're talking about the first phase of being free leading up to the terror barrier. So that first phase is bondage. If you're taking notes, the second phase is reasoning. The second phase is reasoning. And that's kind of self-explanatory. This is a phase where you talk yourself out of doing something. You know, how many times do we meet people and they almost talk themselves out? They make all these reasons or all these excuses. And I just give you a little side note of something I learned a long time ago. And I even taught it to my children whenever I hear excuse or whenever I'm attempted to even give excuse. I don't really like to give excuses because my working definition of excuse is that an excuse is nothing more than a reason wrapped up in a lie. Now, what did we say this second phase was? This second phase was reasoning. And we'll add to that that an excuse is nothing more. Oftentimes, oftentimes, I repeat, oftentimes, an excuse is nothing more than a reason wrapped up in a lie. So the first stage is bondage. The second stage is reasoning. And the third stage is the terror barrier. The third stage is the terror barrier. The fourth stage is freedom. Now, standing in between of bondage and freedom is the terror barrier. And that's where oftentimes many people retreat from their dreams. Many people retreat from their purpose. Many people retreat from reclaiming their dream. You know, and one of the questions I have is what is that thing that was in your heart to do when you were a child? What is that thing that was in your heart to do when you were a teenager? What is that thing that was in your heart to do when you were in your early 20s? And have you lost that dream? Have you lost that drive? Have you lost that desire to do and accomplish that thing? Well, we're going to discuss and talk about that a little further. But there's a few things briefly before um, Faith comes and kind of elaborate and gives us a little bit about this subject of terror barrier and everything that goes along with it. There's a few things that we want to come in agreement that everybody understands. I hope that everyone is listening would agree with me when I hope that everyone listening would agree about this, that there are certain laws that govern the earth. We believe that God created certain laws that govern the universe and that govern the earth. For example, the law of gravity. The law of gravity says what goes up must come down. The law of gravity says that if you jump off a 20, 21 story building, that you will not go up. You will not stand still, but you will go down. 
in the majority of times, there are very few people that defy. So we believe that the law of gravity, but there are several other laws that govern the earth. And we're going to talk about just a few of them. One of the laws, I'll just mention it because I know that some of you all on the line have heard about it. We won't get in depth into it and go back and forth about it, but it's the law of attraction. Um, but the thing about the law of attraction, the law of attraction is actually a sub law to the main law that we want to rest our hats on this evening. And the law of attraction is a sub law to the law of of vibration and, and you may say okay the law of vibration what is the law of vibration the law of vibration is this the law of vibration decrees that everything in the earth and the universe is connected the law of vibration decrees that everything is constantly moving everything has a certain energy energy that causes it to move everything's moving for example in the book thinking big bob proctor he gives the example that to prove that everything is moving, even the things that you that appear to the naked eye that is not moving. If you were to put those things under a telescope, you will actually see that it's vibrating. Everything is moving. Our people are moving. Objects are moving. Let me give you an example. Even a body in a coffin is moving as still as a many of you have seen corpse as still as a body in a coffin is is still vibrating is still moving and if you think about it one of the reasons we know it's still moving how would it be able to go to ashes to ashes and dust to dust it had to be some kind of movement some kind of transition that is moving i'll give you another example for those of you who have lived a little while if you've been in a older home i was raised in a in a older home and one thing about that home as it gets older, you can tell it starts moving. I mean, if you take a house and just let it sit with nobody touching it, with nobody moving, it starts moving. You know, some of some some of the pillars, some of the foundations begins to move. And that's what causes a house, you know, to start creaking and to making sounds because it's constantly moving. So everything in the universe, everything in the world is connected and everything is on a certain vibration. And when you really talk about vibration, you really have to talk about um, frequencies, frequencies, because when you think about even a radio station or maybe some of you guys listen to our podcast, that podcast is on a certain frequency and you're only able to hear that podcast, that radio station or even that television station if it's on a certain frequency. So the law of vibration determines the frequency. The other one I'll talk about briefly and just mention it is the law of polarity. The law of polarity, the law of polarity decrees that everything has an opposite where, in other words, there is no there would be no such thing as counterfeit money unless there was real money. In other words, everything has an opposite. There is coal and there is hot. Every single thing has an opposite. There is positive and there is negative. So we have to begin to really focus in on which law of polarity we will focus on will we focus on the positive or will we focus on the negative and depending on if you focus on the positive or the negative that will determine what vibration you will be on you know when we think about oftentimes you hear people say you know i'm just in a bad mood mood is almost another name for vibration and i'll explain it like this in other words a mood is a feeling people say well i don't feel i feel funny today or i don't feel good or i feel angry and this is what we believe we believe that feelings according to this book um thinking big and in my study and my experience feeling 
is simply a word that we created to describe what vibration that we're on. I'll say that one more time. Feelings is simply a word that we created to describe what vibration we're on. If you're in a bad mood or you have a bad vibe, that's because you're on a bad vibration. And if you're on a bad vibration, the only thing you can attract is bad vibes. <laughs> I don't know if I have I don't have much time left, but let me go into this just real quickly, because even with breaking through the terror barriers of life there, you know, let's do this. Let's do this. Let me hear from Miss Faith Thomas for a few moments. Come talk a little bit about this terror barrier and some of these laws. All right. Yes. Talking about the terror barrier is definitely exciting. And um, I, I, as Michael was speaking, I thought about in slowing this down because the information that we're covering tonight is, is very quite it's quite a heavy subject. And if we don't take our time with it, um, we may make the mistake of actually people not being able to get a great understanding of what we actually mean when we talk about the terror barrier and the four phases of the terror barrier. So let me start out by saying that when we talk about these things, we're really talking about a mindset. Part of the 25 principles of success through this Pathways for Life teaching that we do um, on a monthly basis is all based on recalibrating our mindset and how we think about things. Because if you don't recalibrate your mindset, what ends up happening is, is that you continue to have the same patterns over and over and over. Because if you don't create a new mindset, then you really don't have a good understanding. What is it that I need to adjust in order to go to the next level of success? I remember one of the very first success groups that I attended. They asked me, you know, why are you here? What are you wanting to get out of this session? And what actually just came right out of my heart, I really didn't put a lot of thought in it. But what came out of my heart is, is that I know I have knowledge about a lot of things, but I'm still not seeing the fruit of all of the knowledge that I know. And I knew that there was a disconnector somewhere there. Something is not connecting. There's a piece that I'm missing. And I was on a search and I was hunting for how can I know so much about so many different things, but yet I'm not seeing the full fruit of all of the knowledge that I know. And so in that moment and being in that success group at that time, the answer almost was like instantaneously that said, this is the piece that you're missing. The piece that you're missing is what is going on in your mindset that you're not able to connect the knowledge that you've been exposed to, to the reality of being able to apply it. Moving from being able to apply some of the things that you know in order to move all the way into what you do know. And so when we talk about the terror barrier, we're talking about your mind is in one of four phases at all times. As you're pursuing your goals, as you're pursuing your dreams, as you're pursuing your purpose, you want to have a great understanding or you want to be able to locate yourself. And that's actually principle number one, where we talk about the will of life. We talked about in the Pathways for Life, the principles that the first principle is to be able to locate yourself. So this side journey that we're taking this evening, we're really talking about how do we locate ourselves in the four phases of the terror barrier. And so we're going to go back. The first stage is bondage. Bondage is when you just accept life for what it is. You, you take no responsibility 
to say, hey, what's going on in my life? I have the opportunity. I have the power within me to make some actions, to take some actions and make change and see change. This is the person that just says, I'm a victim. Life is terrible. Bad things have happened to me. And that's where they're willing to stay. Or they may not really have a terrible life. They may actually have what we call a normal American life. You know, they get up, they work, they take care of their families, but yet they feel like it's passion that's missing from their life. They still feel like on the inside, something is missing. They really don't have a zest to get up every day and a passion to say, hey, I'm glad I'm awake today and be able to go after something. So that's being in a stage of bondage, not really seeing life change any more for the good, any more for the bad, just staying exactly where you are trapped in your thoughts, but not being able to see beyond to something that's better. Then the next level is reasoning. A person that is able to reason a lot of times on the surface, their life looks very good. This is the person that um, was very adept in making sure that they probably went to a university. They majored in a, um, a career that would be very lucrative, something that would pay off where they would have a nice home. They will be able to take nice vacations. They understand that, yes, life is out there and I can obtain it, but they're not willing to step outside of their comfort zone. Every Everything has to be mapped very closely. Everything has to one plus one always have to add up to two, because if it doesn't add up to two, they won't move any further. And so a lot of us for most of our lives, what we've been is if we have come out of bondage where we know that life can be better, but then we still limit ourselves to only thinking about things could be better, but we never take action on it. So you want to be able to locate yourself. Am I a place? Am I a person that's in bondage where I never even think about how life can be different for me? Am I a person that I only talk about what other people are doing, but I never even consider what I could be doing that's great? Or am I a person where I'm no longer in bondage? I'm in reasoning. I'm understanding that there is a big world out there to see. There, it, there are great uh, things that people are doing and experiencing and they are enjoying waking up each day of their life and going after the things that just really fire them up. And they think about it, but they never act on it. So when you are actually ready to act on it, your mind goes to that third level. That's where the terror barrier is. It is that part that says, I am ready to do something different. I am now acting. I'm no longer just taking notes. I'm not going to all of these conferences. I'm not going, you know, even coming to calls such as this one and taking a bunch of notes. And I remember sometimes I get uh, tickled with myself because I have boxes and boxes of notes and books and things that I have taken from whether I was in a church service or a conference or a leadership seminar. I have all of these different notes and for years, what did I do with them other than become a note taker and was very proud of myself on how much knowledge that I had gained and being in this environment. But then it still came down to, did you take action on it? I was still in reasoning that that was the second level where, you know, things can be better, but you're not taking action. So then you finally hit the terror barrier when you begin to take action. 
There's all types of friction that is coming against you. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're working. You're making sure that you what practice that passion pyramid that we've been talking about where your purposes match up with your dreams and your goals. And then your dreams and your goals begin to shape the activities that you involve yourself in. And then your calendar begins to what fill up with those activities because what it ties back to your dreams and goals that tie back to your purpose. When you're in the terror bear, you are constantly pursuing what it is that you want. And it's frightening and it's exciting all at the same time because you've never been here before. You've never done this before. You know, and and one of the reasons what I want to say about that when you said that is exciting and it's frightening all at the same time. The terror barrier, if you want to know if you, I, well, first of all, let's go back and let's talk about bondage. I can pretty much tell you that if you're on this conference, this success group conference call, then you're probably not in bondage. You've left bondage because people that are in bondage, they don't strive to better themselves. They don't, they don't seek out personal development and self-development. If you're on this call, I can pretty much guarantee you that you're not in bondage. You're leaving bondage. You're somewhere between reasoning and the terror barrier, a step before freedom. Now, you may be in freedom. You may be in freedom, but freedom is really about five percent, five percent of most circles, five percent of most circles. And if you're in freedom, you know, we definitely want to have you come on and talk about that phase of being in freedom. We want to maybe have you facilitate and lead out some of these conversations, because if you're in freedom, then you can really speak about the tests, the trials and the challenges and all of the storms that you that you fought through in order to get to that place called freedom. And we know that some of you guys, you, you may be in freedom. So, hey, we want to have you guys on, invite you to come talk about it because we're only skimming the surface this evening. We're going to dive into it a little bit further in our face-to-face -face meeting but for now we're just really skimming the surface on this but one of the things I want to say about the terror barrier one of the ways you can tell when you're in the terror barrier is because that's where the storms in life are if you're in a storm you're probably right in the midst of the terror barrier because really when you think about the terror barrier and what, what Faith was saying about the mindsets the terror barrier is basically two mindsets coming together it's the mindset that says Says, I'm okay the way I am the mindset that says I'm comfortable where I am and then it's the mindsets that says I want to reclaim my dream I want to dream big I want to obtain not some of my goals I want to obtain all of my goals because the fact of the matter is we only get one shot at life we only have one life you don't get a second chance it's either now either now or it's either never you only get one chance so I want to encourage those of you who are part of this success group. You can't always live. Um, you can't always live comfortable. There are times that you're going to if you want freedom, you're going to have to live on the edge at times. It's just a fact of the ma matter. You can study story after story after story of every extremely successful person of everyone who has has broken through the terror barriers of life and passed into freedom. And they'll tell you there were times that they lived on the edge. I can tell you, you have to fight through that living on the edge. You have to fight through those storms in life. But the, the challenge that the terror barrier comes, the terror barrier comes to turn you around, to have you to turn back and to say, this is good enough. This is comfortable. I'm okay. 
You'll be comfortable, but you won't obtain your childhood dreams, your young adult dreams. You'll just be simply comfortable. And, you know, one of the examples I often like to think about when you think about the terror barrier, when you start fighting through the terror barrier life, do not be surprised when people who are in reasoning and who are in bondage tell you that you're crazy. It'll happen. Sometimes they'll tell you crazy. Oftentimes people before they break into freedom, a lot of people mostly think that they're crazy or something's not quite right. Let's take, for example, um, the Wright brothers. The Wright, think about all the doors that the Wright brothers opened up by mastering the laws of flight and giving us the pathway into basically connecting the world to where now we can get in a plane and trips that once took 24 and 36 hours, we can get there in two and three and four hours and sometimes six hour trips in 45, turning our trips into minutes. But here's the thing. Most people won't understand when you're in the terror barrier. And when you're in the terror barrier, that's why this success group is a good thing because it's a great environment for people that are breaking through to freedom and for people who are obtaining higher levels of freedom or higher levels of success. Because we talked about it in our last session. We talked about something called environmental determinism. Oftentimes, in order to bring forth greatness or to in order to bring forth that big dream, you have to place yourself in the right environments. You know, a lot of people, maybe some people may. I mean, it's pretty much common, um, common knowledge now. But uh, people don't know that the Wright brothers originally they didn't attempt to master the law of flight in North Carolina, although North Carolina is accredited with the, being the first in flight. They first started off in Ohio. They started trying to master flight in Ohio, but they continually failed. And that's another thing about being the terror barrier. You you will not get through the terror barrier without experiencing multiple failures, multiple failures. You're going to have to continually break through failure after failure after failure. And you have to not give up. Don't give up. Continue to break through even through failure. But speaking of the Wright brothers, what happened was they started off in Ohio. But the wind and those mountainous areas wasn't the, the atmosphere and the environment wasn't the best environment for the initial flight. So they did a study of some of the states and discovered that actually North Carolina, the winds and the environment was a lot was a was much better for the law of flight. And as we you know, some of us may know the law of flight is four different elements to the law of flight. One is the law of thrust and drag. Thrust will carry you up. And drag will pull you down and the law of lift and weight. Weight will keep you down and lift will take you up. And what I often share with people, often when you're trying to break through the terror barriers of life, many people underestimate the type of tenacity, the type of thrust that you have to have in order to break through the terror barriers of life. You have to have a resilience that says, I refuse to let go of my dream. I refuse to let go of who I know that I was born born and created to be in order to obtain that level of freedom that you desire. So this this is this is what we're talking about. So we want to encourage you guys to come join us because we're really going to dive into this thing this Saturday at our face to face meeting at 1 p.m. This Saturday in downtown Winston-Salem. You don't want to miss it. So if you can join us, if you need more information about it, you can text us or call us at 336-330-1500. 
just wanted to add on to that Tara barrier because that's actually an excellent example about the Wright brothers. And I was thinking about what would be an example that we could actually apply in our everyday lives. People um, that may not be inventors like the Wright brothers. How do we see the Tara barrier in our lives? And in one of our earlier sessions this year, we gave the definition of vision. And the definition of vision is being able to pursue a goal using your full imagination, not anything holding back your imagination on how far you can get, but yet you apply that vision using wisdom. And so when Michael talked about the Wright brothers actually studying out which uh, state would have the best and most conducive environment in order for them to be able to study all of these different laws, the laws of lift, the laws of thrust, the laws of weight, the law of drag, all of these different elements. Once they studied it out, see, that's that wisdom part. And so one thing we like to emphasize in the in this success group is that when you go after your dreams, it's not without any type of applied knowledge. I think um, I know, at least for myself, most Most of the role models that I had growing up or the stories that I heard, it almost seems like it was a miracle, something that miraculously happened on how that person arrived there because I did not have what the backstory of their study time. I did not have the backstory of how they went and what studied to show themselves approved so that they could understand what I'm walking into. So when you're in the terror barrier, it doesn't mean that you still are this person that's just willy nilly and you're going after your dreams and your goals without any type of plan or without any type of strategy. It does not mean that. What it actually means is that I'm not going to turn back. And let me give you an example when I say all of us might not be inventors. So let's give an example. Let's just say you are pursuing to be an entrepreneur. Okay. You want to be a business owner where you're not working for another corporation. And your plan was that you were going to work part time while you're building your business where there is going to come a point in this pursuit that it's going to look like you're going to go under and you have the choice where you can either go back to your old habits, which is I'm just going to work this nine to five. I'm no longer going to try to make my business come to fruition, or you can continue to press on and say, I'm going to work this part-time job as a source of income while I'm still building my business. It's going to come to where they're going to confront each other. And once you're able to break through that and say, I will not turn back and you're able to get the results that you're looking for, that's one level of the terror barrier that you've broken through. And now you're into freedom because you decided not to go back, what? To those old tactics in that comfortable zone that Michael was talking about in that place of reasoning where it says, well, it just makes more sense for me to go back to the things that I used to do. But then there'll come a time where then that part-time job, you're going to have to let it go. Your business is growing. You see the revenue is coming in. You have all of this positive energy that's behind you, but that old part of your thinking is going to try to say, don't let that part-time job go. Don't let it go. So what it all comes down to is mindset. That's what it pretty much always comes down to. It comes down to what is your mindset? And when we talk about mindset, we talked about last week in our last session. Well, actually, it was week before last. We talked about that we are three part beings. Man is a spirit. We live in a body and we possess a soul. I'll say that again. Man is a spirit. We live in a body and we possess a soul. And your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul consists of your mind, your will, 
and your emotions. And in order to break through the terror barrier, I would highly suggest that you have to work on your mind, your will and your emotions, because it's going to take a strong mindset. It's going to take a strong will in order to break through the terror barriers of life into freedom, because really what's happening when you're in the terror barrier is basically it's almost like a storm, a thunderstorm, basically a storm, a thunderstorm comes when hot air collides with cold air. Two totally different polar opposites. Remember earlier we talked about the law of polarity. So a thunderstorm is created when two polar opposites collide together. And that's what's happening. Two polar opposites are colliding together in your life when you're in the terror barrier. You basically have one mindset that says you're comfortable. And that mindset of being comfortable, of playing it safe, that comes from the conditioning or the environment that you've been in and that you've been raised in. And that conditioning starts even while you're in your your mother's womb. That conditioning starts in your mother's womb. The things that's going on in your environment, the things that are taught to you as a toddler, those everything that's taught is part of your conditioning. The environment that you were born in, the environment that you're currently in, that's an environmental determinism, as they say in psychology. And the other side is a side that says, no. I want more out of life. No, I'm willing to take the risk. No, I refuse to give up or to drum down on my dreams and what I believe that I was born to do and what I believe that I have the potential to accomplish in life. Thank you for listening to Success with Michael and Faith Thomas. To find out more about this dynamic duo, visit www.michaelandfaith.com 